welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. We're back with Rugged Theology, and I just had a sip of a very nice cup of coffee. Um, but I am back. It's just me and me good old buddy, Matthew Leahy. Hey, Adam. How's it going? Hey, everyone. <laughs> it's going good, man. Going good. Um, so how have, how have you been lately, Matt? Because you haven't been on podcast lately. No, yeah. it's uh, It's been a while. Um, been busy. I've uh, been busy uh, with church plant. Been busy with travel. I had some traveling uh, in September and October. Um, and just getting ready for a busy season coming up. I mean, busy season. Church planning is always busy. It, 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 there's, yeah, it's, it's always busy. But no, getting ready for uh, some outreach events in, in Kilbride uh, in, in my neck of the woods. And so, yeah, uh, you know, family's doing good. We just moved house. Um, so it's, it's, it's just, it's busy. <laughs> busy but good. But I mean, Christmas is, I mean, we're leading into Christmas, and Christmas for most churches is a very busy season anyway. Oh, for sure. Yep. But I can imagine when you're trying to get things off the ground, mm. um, you know, have that established presence in the neighborhood, um, continue events that you've started before, like your cookies and carols. You're doing that again, right? No, but I will come to that in a second. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time. I mean, I myself have done some traveling, um, trying to keep up. Actually, we missed last week's podcast. So to anyone listening, I do apologize. But, uh, you know, Calvary got its own building. Mm. Uh, which is amazing. And we were just so busy. I never got to do a podcast. <laughs> I right. to do a podcast. No, we were flat out that week, like well, two weeks ago. That was, I was mean, I got one that week. I got, I got to do it early. Actually, I thought ahead. We did a, I had a podcast for the Reformation put out on Reformation day. That's right. And then we started moving on Tuesday. Yep. Um, but last week was a, was a short week. Um, you know, shout out to our veterans. Mm. Um, cause last week was Remembrance day. We had a short day. And then I spent, I think went all day, mostly all day Thursday at the church, putting up that TV mount and that truss <laughs> above it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was a very interesting time, but it was a very rewarding time because by the time we were done, me and Shane, we literally took pictures of the level balance on top of the truss showing basically it, it, it was dead on. Like it was dead. It was good. You couldn't have gotten her any better if you draw it. Um, yeah, we, we did try. That's a weird thing to say, hey, because obviously yeah, we tried to get a level. Yeah, yeah take that out. <laughs> no. Cut that out. <laughs> cut, cut that out. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> Every time Matt says cut that out, I'll just cut it out. And today on Rugged Theology, we have stories from the ground with Adam Diamond and Matthew Leahy. Hey, Adam. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Um, so today, Matthew is going to be telling us, and myself as well, about stories from the ground. I will be talking like this for... I was going to say, why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> Just to be stereotypical journalist, I guess. All right. No offense to journalisms. Wait, I, that, I, I, I journalisms. journalism. I, <laughs> what? <laughs> no offense to journalisms. <laughs> I, mean, I did journalism for two years. I failed by one course. Yeah. Um so today, Matthew will be telling us all about the stories and experiences he's had on the ground in Kilbride and how God has been moving in his life and the witnesses, the witness. Bro, just, <laughs> I can't just, keep just it don't. 
right, Matt. Why don't we start off um, by telling some stories about what it's been like? I mean, you've been doing Kill Bride for three years now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, about three years. Um, twenty eighteen. I can't math. Uh, so twenty nineteen. No, twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one. Three and a half years. Yes, bye. There you go. That's wild. Um, so why are some stories, Matt, that you have experienced, you know, of your experiences in Kilbride, whether it be, you know, personal, um, your relationship with God, with your family, uh, church planting itself, or even your interaction with neighbors? Like, What what kind of experiences have you had over the last three and a half, almost four years? Yeah, I got, I got a couple, actually. Um, um, I love watching how God moves. I, I love uh, that we play a part in, in his overall plan. And, you know, I'm, I'm even thinking about before we even started laying the foundation for, for KCC, when we moved back to Canada uh, and we were living in, uh, on the southern shore and we, we knew we needed to find a place in St. John's to, to live. So were you living with your mom and dad first? Yes, I was. Was your mom and her, <laughs> your stepfather or? Uh, no, it was my mom and her boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were living with them uh, and... And I say it proud. I, I I lived in my mom's basement. It was great, mom. I love you. I lived with my in laws for a year and a half. Right? Like, there's there's no shame in it. No shame. <laughs> but you got to live on your own. Well, I mean, you came back from another continent. That's right. Right. That's right. So it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, we're going back to St. John's, and from Australia, you can't really view apartments from there. No, no, that's right. <laughs> and, and so you know, we're we're living uh, with my mom in in her basement. Uh, and we're like, man, we, we got to get out. We got to find a place to live. And so, you know, at that time, I was also, you know, talking with, with, uh, with Steve Bray, our, our illustrious leader uh, about church planning. And, and now before I go any further, I, I had no idea at this point in time where he wanted to start church plant number one. I knew that he wanted to see me go down that path uh, in the early days, but I, I didn't know exactly which neighborhood he had in mind. And so, you know, we, we have these appointments, uh, to go see some houses. There's three specific ones that we landed on. And so we drive out to town and on our way to go see house number one, I get this text message and it's a, Hey, thanks for your interest. Um, sorry, but it's been filled. And we're like, Oh, well, that's not cool. I mean, we really like to look at that house. And so we, we divert and we're starting to go to house number two and we're almost there and legit, we got another text message saying, you know, thanks, but no thanks. It's been filled. And we're like, oh man, well, this isn't cool. And so we're finally on the way to house number three over in Kilbride. And like I said, I, I love watching God do what God does best. Um, because when we pulled up to the house in Kilbride, I knocked on the door and it was an old friend of mine from back in the early 2000s. And I looked at him. I said, I won't say his name, but I said, man, listen, we have just been shut down for two other houses. Like I will sign the lease agreement right now, right here. And, you know, within, within a week, we were almost moved into this house. Uh, and, and so it was just really cool to see how God was shutting doors and he was effectively saying no to, to these other two houses to say yes to this one. Now, bring it back to not knowing where Steve wanted to start planting first. He had always had it in his mind, in his heart, to start in Kilbride. And so it's, it's just, it's really, I, I don't want to use the word ironic, um, but it, it's really amazing to see how God shut the two doors for these two other houses 
and instead opened the door for us in Kilbride. And so I've been in Kilbride since we moved into this, uh, to this house back in 2019, 2018, sorry. So yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's one story. That, that's pretty cool. Um, so were you living in Kilbride when I met you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I, I've been in Kilbride since 2018. Um, yeah, we started Incubator, was it 2018? Like the fall of 2018. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when I met you and you had Blue Jays hat on, I think. and Go Jays. Worked still with missions and Mile One Mission. and Yeah, that's right. It's a while back, man. A lot has changed in four years. That's, that's a really neat story, especially mm-hmm. since the fact that, you know, well, you know, especially since that fact of what would otherwise be seen as a coincidence. Yeah, that's and right. And I'm making the bracket movements with my fingers. Yep. Um, the little rabbit ears, the coincident. <laughs> yeah. um, it's uh, that Steve wanted to start his first church plant in Kilbride. Right. And that's the only house that turned up that worked out for you. Right. Where were the other two located? Do you know? Do you no, remember? I, I have no idea anymore. I've, maybe Mount Pearl and Paradise. I, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. And the only one that worked out was Kilbride. Was Kilbride. Yeah. Yes, boy. That's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, my so, son. So what other stories do you have? Like what else? So another, another story that comes to mind. And again, you know, when we do life, we tend to put our blinders on. Like if you can picture a horse, a horse has blinders that cover his eyes. So he sees straight ahead or she sees, or it sees whatever straight ahead. And it doesn't get distracted by other things. And, and we tend to do life like that. We, we put our head down, we have the blinders on, but God is playing chess at a whole different level. Like he is making moves that are, 30,000 moves ahead of us. Uh, and he's operating at a whole different level. And, and he, uh, let me explain it like this. So when we started off in 2019, uh, we, we did a, an alpha, um, in, in the community center in Kilbride. Good and times. Good. Yeah. Good I was time. with you then. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Um, and you know, we, we mailed out 2,600 postcards. We, uh, did social media blasts. We invited people and, and you know, for, for six weeks, we got 50 people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we didn't. <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> and for six weeks, we got no one. No one showed up. But on week seven, a wonderful lady from Kilbride uh, mustered up the courage to come out and, and finish off the rest of the Alpha program with us. And, and so that, that was huge in and of itself. And over 2019 and 2020 and 2021, I, I've kept in contact with this lady. Um, and, and then finally, you know, I had the opportunity back in the summer of this year uh, to go out and just grab a coffee with her to hear how her life has been, uh, to hear what she's doing, um, hear where she is uh, on, on the journey, I guess you could say. And, you know, conversations, one thing led to another. And she said, you know what, Matt? You need to, you need to meet my, uh, my niece's husband. Uh, she said, I think you guys would have a fantastic um, time to share. Like, it looks like you have similarities in life. And so I'm like, yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Uh, and so I get this random text like a, a week later saying, hey, uh, so-and-so is looking forward to meeting you. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, who, who is, like, what's his, tell me something about him. And so anyway, I, um, I, I, I'm texting back and forth with this guy. Uh, and I say, you know, let's meet at McDonald's. Uh, and we, we go and we, we chat and we have a great chat. And, 
listen, he, this is a, a guy who's, who, who's in love with the Lord. Um, he, he's mad to pursue God, and he just wants to see uh, himself uh, grow in knowledge and wisdom of Christ. And, you know, it, it's been a beautiful time of getting to know this, this guy, but it's continued to the point where we're now meeting, you know, uh, once a week at McDonald's or Tim Hortons or whatever, just to chat and to learn from each other and to hear each other's stories and to encourage each other. It's kind of like this, you know, discipleship happening. Now, let me bring this back to 2019. In 2019, after six weeks, one person came out to our alpha. And through this woman, three years later, God would set up and introduce me to a guy who I would then further disciple and encourage in the faith. And so, like I said, we tend to get the blinders on and focus on the here and now and what's our task list for for today and all that kind of good stuff. And yet I wouldn't have known, I wouldn't have imagined or guessed that back in 2019, this one relationship would open up the door to meeting a, a guy who's just wanting to know about Christ more and more. And so that's just an, another way that I've seen, you know, God work. And it, it just, it, it blows my mind. It really does. Like how uh, he's working at such a different level than we are. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to see, yeah, the things that he does. That's really awesome to hear because so often we're, you know, we question God for how he does things. And like he'll use tragedies, he'll use evils, and he'll redeem them for his glory. Mm. Um, but, you know, I can remember times that we were wondering, do we keep going with Alpha? Do we keep this going? No one's right. coming out. Like we went seven weeks before we got one person. Like we legit sat down in the Tim Hortons probably in week five. Yep. And I said, boys, like, do we keep going? Do we keep going? Do we access? Right. Um, and then we get one person that would lead to this. I mean, if we had cut it then. Exactly. You would never would have those connections or those relationships that you do now. Um, when we went to move downtown, we uh, we looked at a house and uh, it was small, but uh, my wife and I prayed about it and uh, we jumped on it because they, they were pretty blatant about the fact like, yeah, we want you to rent this. If you want this, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And but we had to sign really quick, so we we prayed and we both felt okay about it, and uh, so we we made the move. You know, we gave them the damage deposit, got down there, um, gave away and sold a lot of our stuff, mm. and then the house is still full. Like it's a small house, right. and I was talking to one of my neighbors actually a little while ago, and she was even saying like, "Yeah, the way the house is laid out is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it doesn't make sense," and I'm like. Thank you. Like she's seen the inside of it before. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense at all. I mean, you've got this really small, basic cubby hole of a porch and you turn and you're right in the living room. And, uh, it's, it's a very small living room. The stairs are right there. Um, you go up, there's a bathroom at the top of the stairs, turn, there's two bedrooms, turn again, another set of stairs It's very narrow. Uh, so like if we're up in there, if we're up in the top floor, and someone just knocked on the door downstairs, we can't hear it. Hmm. The sound doesn't travel up the stairs, around the corner, up the stairs again. Like, it just, it doesn't. So um, if you guys have to move, like, beds or couches upstairs and downstairs, do you pivot? There was a lot of pivoting. <laughs> pivot! <laughs> pivot! Uh, there's a lot of pivoting happening when we moved in. Um, there's a few scrapes on some of the corners. <laughs> I mean, what? It, it was tight corners. Um uh, 
Well, dude, I've never moved in the house before. I mean, I know other people have done it, but going straight up the stairs, you had to have the bathroom door open so you can go straight into the bathroom. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then come straight out to the hallway because it was too tight of a turn. All oh, right, right. Um, anyways, um, so we move in. It's a small place. Uh, and then lo and behold, we start seeing the issues in this part of downtown. Um, now, I've been told before this that, you know, downtown has a big drug problem that people just don't want to admit. And now we're seeing it. You know, we're seeing it around us. We're seeing it in a few stories in the news recently. Um, and look forward to a podcast that I'm going to do. Um, They'll be released next year. But I'm going to do it with Matthew Spandler Davidson of uh, 20 Schemes and Acts 29. Uh, and Matthew, he was here for uh, our Engage conference back mm-hmm. in April. And he said something really neat. He was talking about poor communities and how they're people, not problems. Right, so often we'll look at this is the problem, this is the problem, this is the problem, but they're, they're people, and so me, me and uh, Matthew are going to talk about what that means and what that looks like. How do we approach them as people? How do we come alongside them? Because that's something I'm trying to figure out downtown. Mm. You know, like all these needles in these green spaces left lying around. That was in a recent article. Um, just recently, found a couple needles outside my house. I think I've done pretty good, actually. Got, got a full year without finding any needles outside my house. I mean, um, pr- praise God. <laughs> <laughs> I found, yeah, I found a few. There's a little walkway down the side of our house mm-hmm. that I found a few down there. Um, the cats were still on them, so I mean, they're, they were kind enough to put the cats back on them, I guess. So if any kids picked them up. Um, but uh, it's been it's been interesting. You know, you walk around downtown. Actually, I drove you down mm. um, the street behind us. And uh, showed you some of the states of the houses there. It's, uh, it was pretty rough. Boarded up. Um, we were out trick-or-treating Halloween. And we came across this one house. <laughs> and I knocked on the door. And uh, this guy opens the door. And he was like, oh, crap, basically. <laughs> He's like, it's kids. <laughs> so he yells out, hey, it's trick-or-treaters. And uh, the owner of the house comes out. And he says, you know, big old handfuls of candy. And the kids were like, Wow, like you see what he gave us? Anyways, we walked away from the house. And I looked at Spring, I was like, that was a drug dealer. Like there's no way that wasn't yeah. a drug dealer. You could see, you know, the state of the house and uh like just, just the way they were acting. It was very interesting. Um, got to meet um another person who lived in the area and um they were talking about how long they've lived there and the change they've seen. And we were the first trick or treaters they've seen all night. Oh wow. Like kids just don't come around the area anymore. And there are kids in the area, not as many, but there are some. Um, so it's it's an area with a lot of needs. There's a lot of darkness. And, you know, I'm not saying that we're the ultimate solution to this. I'm not saying that we have some sort of complex where we're coming and we're going to say, hey, we're going to save and turn around this area. No. Um, but what is going to change the people here, what is going to affect their circumstances and help bring them out of the messiness of their life is jesus mm. right it is the gospel that's going to bring them out um so the longer we've been downtown for a year now and the longer we're there the more i'm convinced that what downtown needs is the gospel mm. and needs the light um like just after we moved in i think it was a couple of weeks after we moved in someone was killed <laughs> in, in the middle of the road just yep. just at the end of our street really um and uh it was it was hard it was scary because um, that doesn't happen here very often in the province. But it did give us the opportunity to talk to a lot of our neighbors. Um, 
I'm not trying to say, you know, glorify a death or anything, but I got to hear others' opinions of the area. And they had been saying the same thing, that they had been going down, down, sorry, had been going um, down for the last number of years to people in the area. Right. Right? How this neighborhood was changing. And we had no no idea about this when we moved in. I mean, I asked a couple of people, hey, what's this area like? Yeah, it's like, it's not the best, but it's not not the worst kind of thing, right? So I'm like, okay, we'll move in. Um, but the more we're there, the more we're seeing how it's gone downhill and how much more these people need the gospel. I mean, we all need the gospel. Mm-hmm. I need it just as much. I need the same grace that God has um, for them in my own life. That's true. But uh, you're just more and more convinced about the fact that, yeah, we need churches here. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, any other stories you have that you might want to share? Yeah, let me loop back. You mentioned about uh, Cookies and Carols. So uh, last year... We, we did this uh, little Christmas outreach uh, called Cookies and Carols. Um, I think we had just a bit over 30 people from the community come out. And it was just a really uh, informal night where we sang Christmas songs. We watched a, a little uh, Christmas-themed skit uh, or video, I should say. Uh, the kids made crafts and ate cookies. It was really, really low-key. Uh, and so, you know, because of the, the, out, uh, the turnout last year, we said, let's do it again this year. And so we start planning, we're creating social media stuff, and I reach out to the community center to see if, if the date is available, and they're like, no, it's it's not. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so, wow, um, now what do we do? Uh, and, you know, we, we toss up the idea of, of doing it earlier in, in December. Uh, we toss up the idea of doing it later in December, and honestly, because of the time of the year it is, it's a crazy time of the year for everyone. Uh, families, it's just the only day that we picked or the day that we picked uh, was the best day uh, in the entire month, uh, at least in our opinion. And so that got canceled and I, I meet with my team. I'm like, well, what do we do now? And and they said, well, you know, we we could copy what downtown community church is doing. Uh, and Adam, you, what you, are, you're being honest, are you? I, I, I <laughs> well, I mean, listen, it's well, not, we're not competing here, honestly, no, right? No, I mean, we're just sharing ideas. Yeah. That's I mean, it. we're, dude, we're both church planters. You're, you're the guinea pig for the first church plant and kill bride. Right. And then, you know, I'm the second one coming behind you. So we're learning from each other, basically. Exactly. And, and so, yeah, we, we look to, to, to downtown community church cause, cause you guys are doing caroling, uh, mid December ish. Uh, and so we, I said to my team, why don't we do that? Why don't we, we go carol? Uh, and they're like, well, where do we do it at Bowering Park? Do we do it in Kilbride somewhere? And, uh, and I said, no, you know what? Um, let me, let me go talk to the, uh, to, a. a grocery store uh, local to Kilbride and see if we can do it in there. Uh, there's a lot of traffic. I, I'd like to keep any outreach um, within uh, the Kilbride area. So I approached the management and I said, this is who I am. You know, we've done outreach through you guys before. Uh, we've blessed the community through you. And I just, this is the idea we have. Can we do it on this date? And and they were more than happy to allow us to, to come and sing, you know, Christmas songs and uh, and bless the community on, on this one specific day. And so I'm like, okay, I, I got to go in and actually meet them face to face. Cause I gave them a phone call and I, I went in to meet them face to face. And, and again, this is just another example of, uh, you think you're, you're like, you wake up in the morning, you, you get ready for the day, you get in your car and you go to work and you got your task list and, and you're like, I, I know what I'm doing today. And then God steps in and he's like, I got a different plan for you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, 
I, I go over to this grocery store and I'm all I have in, in my mind is to just meet them and meet the management and give some ideas about what we are going to do on the day, timing, how long we're going to be there. And, and that's what I have at the forefront of my mind. And I get there and we do that. And I, I just happen to say, you know, how is everything going? Like, how, how's the store going? How's the staff? Just general conversation. And the lady, she gets quiet and she looks off in the distance and she said, I lost my mom three weeks ago. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, wow, like we only just met and like you're, you're going to divulge some really personal stuff. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm talking to her through it. I'm, I'm helping her make sense of it all. And, uh, and, and she's, she's heartbroken. She's just in a, in a real painful spot in life. And I can see her eyes, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're welling up. She's got tears in her eyes. And, and I, I just, I say to her, can I, can I pray for you right now, right here in the store? And, and so I do. And, uh, you know, I, I finish praying and she, she's got, she's crying and she's just overwhelmed. And she's like, thank you. Like that, that no one has ever offered that to me. And I just, just thank you. And so she stands up and she's getting ready to, to dry her, go, go get a tissue so she can wipe the, uh, the tears from her eyes. And she said, Matt, only for it's COVID, I'd give you a big hug. And I said, I don't care about COVID, bring it in here. And, and I, we, I gave her a hug right there in the store. And, and so that, like, that's another thing, right? Like we wanted to do cookies and carols. We couldn't get it. But yet God diverted us to go down this other path. And I had an, the most amazing opportunity to just speak truth into someone's life, to speak hope, to speak Jesus into their life. And I, I don't know what's going to happen. This could be a 2019 uh, meeting. Remember the, the woman that I, I met and then she introduced me uh, three years later. It could be that. It could be nothing. But, you know, it's just, again, it's another way of, of just showing that God is at work here. He's doing stuff. And you just, you, if, if he lays something on, on your heart or if he's opening up a door it, like to speak the gospel into someone's life, just be obedient to it because you have no idea how, like what's going to come of it, right? So, yeah. No, I, I, absolutely, man. Um, it's, it's slow going here, but these small stories and insights to how God is working and how he's, you know, opening our eyes to things in our neighborhoods and through relationships really served to uplift, I think, ourselves, yeah. you know, for what we're doing, but also help people get an insight to what that ministry is like here. Because again, we're we're building from the ground up. Yeah, that's right. Right? You know, let alone the fact that there are hardly any Baptist churches in Newfoundland and Labrador. Mm. Um, but our network... Um, the CNBC, our denomination, um, our our brand, we'll say, of theology, mm. uh, it's almost non-existent here. And so we're starting from the ground up, and people don't know what church planting is. The, I mean, we we get called priests an awful lot. <laughs> yeah, today, actually. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Um, so it's, it's a very interesting area, but it's, it's so nice to see that, you know, eventually... Over time, as we till that ground, God, you know, produces that result. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, not long after we moved in again, <laughs> I was up in my bedroom, and um, 
my window was open. This is in the summer. And these two guys are walking down. They were talking about some pretty vulgar stuff. And it, it, it set me back, mm. right? This is like 11 o'clock at night. And these two guys, like, I don't know if they were on anything, if they had been drinking or sure, whatever. Exactly. But they were talking loud as can be. And they were talking about some pretty vulgar stuff. And I was froze for a bit. I was like, I got down on my knees and I was like, God, where am I? Yeah. Like, where did you put me? Like, you're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> these guys are walking down the road, road loud as can be, loud and proud, and talking about this kind of stuff. And I was like, wow okay mm. so this is where i am um there was a gunshot victim behind us <laughs> at one point um and there's just so much mental health down there um and issues uh, but we've also gotten to form some pretty good relationship with our neighbors um we're starting after a year we're starting to have that reputation people are starting to know who we are um they're starting to know see that we're sticking around which is making a big difference yep um, people are getting more and more curious about what we're doing, why we're there. Um, some others are finding it hard to, you know, that we don't have a church building. They find that hard to kind of grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting asked about, you know, have you, have you found a place to meet yet? You know, do you have a building yet? Um, so there is some interest, but people are finding it hard to kind of reconcile the fact that you're starting a church, but you don't have a building. And that's the thing too, right? Like, so doing doing church here is a bit different from from other spots we have uh, you know newfoundland is canada's oldest and yet youngest province right uh you know there's a lot of culture there's a lot of history there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of pain uh there's a lot of uh traditions uh that people are used to and so for us when it comes to church planting there's a lot of things that we have to break down or break through for people to understand that you know we're not these weird freaks running around, right? We're pretty mm-hmm. normal people, um, but it, it's a style of, of Christianity that people aren't used to here, um, right? Especially up my way, it's heavily Roman Catholic. Uh, and so for us to say, hey, we, we meet in a community center, it throws people off. It, it, it really, really does. Because like you said, um, people are like, well, where's your building? You know, people want to see the four walls in a steeple. And so, you know, it's like, like you just mentioned, Adam, there, there's, there are things that, you know, we got to break down and it's a slow burn. It, it takes a long time. Uh, and I think that's key because, you know, we're trying to show people that, you know, maybe what you've grown up with, maybe you misunderstand about what church is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. And praise God. I mean, our last Bible study, we had seven people, including, you know, myself, my wife and Curtis. No, that's great. We had four people from the community. Um, some Christians, some not Christians, mm-hmm. and that might not seem like a whole lot to some people. Mm. But I mean, to be honest, my living room was <laughs> pretty full when everyone went to leave at nine o'clock, nine thirty ish. It was it was pretty chaotic, mm. <laughs> but it was great. Yeah, two kids. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see because um, the longest time, I mean, we've had people back out. We've had uh, one woman who's been so faithful. I thank God for her so much. Um, and my wife is having surgery next week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a minor surgery, but it's uh, basically a hernia in her abdomen. So she's going to be out of commission for the next four weeks after that. Um, and as soon as we started talking about it, um, two people in our study offered up their place right away. Right. <laughs> and that was so great to see, you know, because we've been thinking, you know, she's going to be out of commission. She can't do a whole lot of housework. I'm working nine to five. 
Um, there's kids making a mess. Like it's, mm. it would be a lot to keep up on and, you know, have it quote unquote presentable right. for people right. to come in. Um, but immediately, and then she, you know, one of the ladies offered to come over and help clean. And I was like, wow, like it was just so amazing to see um, that we're getting this community together and we just need to find ways to grow a bit more and have that space to grow. Um, But yeah, these are some stories. Um, I hope you've enjoyed kind of hearing me and Matt talk a bit about what our experience has been like and, you know, kind of reflecting on what God has done. Um, maybe we can do this again in another couple of years <laughs> that people know. I mean, we've got a couple of new people being assessed in the coming weeks. You can pray for them. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks for listening. And this has been Stories on the Ground with Matthew Leahy and Adam Diamond. If you like this kind of thing, please let us know. Reach out to us at info at Mawa Mission or personally on our Facebook accounts or through our church Facebook accounts or... No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, info at mawamission.ca. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Listen, I was, just try- I was just trying to... Yeah, whatever. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll catch you again next week. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.ca.